0: Fangraphs Audio. I'm Karsten Sestouli. Regular listeners to Fangraphs Audio will know that once a week, David Lorola, who's the curator of the excellent QA series in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, will know that David Lorola submits some audio of himself in conversation with some manner of baseballing personality, whether it be a, a player, a coach, uh, perhaps a prospect, something of that sort. In fact, uh, what this edition of Fangraphs Audio represents is a special edition of David Lorola's weekly audio submission. Uh, In it, we find Lorla in conversation with left-handed Boston Red Sox relief pitcher, uh, the very articulate Craig Breslow. It's very possible that the listener knows about Breslow's past. He, of course, uh, graduated with a B.A. in molecular biophysics and biochemistry uh, from Yale University before deferring acceptance to NYU's School of Medicine so that he could pursue a career as a Major League Baseball pitcher, something he's done and done successfully uh, over the last six or seven years. In what follows, Breslow comments ably and interestingly on uh, former teammate, right-handed starter Brandon McCarthy, Arizona Diamondbacks pitching prospect Trevor Bauer, his own, uh, that is Breslow's own ability to control batted balls, what sort of influence he exerts over them, and finally, uh, but not least notably, the Steven Strasburg innings limit, uh, what we do know and, and what we don't know about that. As I've mentioned, this is uh, another installment, a special installment from David Lorla, Features Red Sox left-hander Craig Breslow, and it begins right now.
1: I am with Craig Breslow, left-handed reliever for the Boston Red Sox. Craig, we're going to talk pitching, we're going to talk pitchers, and let's start with uh, Brandon McCarthy, a former teammate of yours.
2: It's obviously in the news these days. Right, right, yeah, obviously. Uh you know, what's, what's happened, um, you know, is, is kind of a stark reminder that, uh, that this, this game can be dangerous. But, you know, it's, it sounds like his recovery is going well, and obviously we're all thankful for that. But in terms of, you know, Brandon McCarthy, the pitcher, um, you know, I, I think his, his story was pretty well documented uh, in, in the press. I think it was last year um maybe in, maybe in spring training of this year but um, you know it's, it's pretty remarkable what what he's been able to do um, you know as I, as I understand it coming up he was a you know a highly uh, rated prospect uh, with a big power fastball big curveball Um he was having a hard time staying healthy. He was having a hard hard time getting results that he that he sought and uh, and kind of reinvented himself as as more of a you know a, a sinker cutter type guy. And he's been having tremendous success. I was really impressed. Um, you know, in the time that I was able to play with him last year, he uh, was you know he gave us consistent starts, took us deep into games. Um, you know, watching him pitch to pitch, it wasn't it wasn't overly impressive in that you you wouldn't say, you know, the the guy's got dominant stuff, overpowering stuff, but seven innings later, you know, one or two runs, seven or eight strikeouts and no walks, and you say this guy seems to be a chance to win every time I'm out.
1: Somebody that does have very dominant stuff, who does think and in some of the same ways as Brandon McCarthy is, is Trevor Bauer who well, I'm assuming you got to know a little in spring training this year
2: yeah yeah Trevor and I've've have, uh, have shared some conversations um, you know it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with you know his, his understanding of, of of his responsibilities his understanding of his body and his mechanics um, you know especially at such uh, a young age was um, he's also a guy who's, who's been studying this for longer than most big league pitchers have been studying That's their wrong. careers. Um, you know, I, I I would say that you know, whereas whereas McCarthy's kind of a guy who who relies on guile, um, Trevor's uh, he, he's more of a, a raw stuff type guy. Um, you know, certainly a guy who's who's maximizing efficiency and and getting the most out of his body.
1: Trevor told me recently that when he's pitching well, his fastball is probably more important. His velocity is more important than location as a pitcher what are, you, what are your thoughts on
2: that uh, I mean I, I would say that's probably contrary to conventional wisdom um, I'm not I'm not gonna say for him that that's not the case but I would just say that for for most pitchers it's probably easier to manipulate location than velocity and and if those are both variables that, that you know factor into success most people tend to tend to work on or master the one that's more easily controllable um, you know, if I go out there and I throw 92 or 93 miles an hour, and think that if I could throw 105, I could probably beat a guy, very well might be true. But if I can't do it, it's not going to help me. Um, and I think uh, I think along with along with that, and, and again, I mean, the, you know, the, the jury's still out, and, uh, and and the results remain to be seen as Trevor progresses and and kind of gets comfortable as a big league pitcher. But um, I would say that a certain part of that equation is probably risk reward. Um, you know, I know Trevor's a big proponent of pitching up in the zone and, and the idea of apparent velocities And um, you know, I, it, it very well may be true that a pitch that's down in the zone is, is more difficult to throw by a hitter but it's also more, more difficult to hit out of the park um, and so I think that kind of goes into the mentality of a pitcher are we trying to get swings and misses are we trying to uh, you know, to keep the ball on the ground um, you know, and, and, and every pitcher will probably give you a different answer for that
1: once again, I'm talking to Craig Breslow. Another thing that Trevor Bauer talks about is not liking the term pitching to contact. C.J. Wilson recently also said the same to me. Um, I think that makes them unique because almost every pitcher I talk to says that I don't try to miss bats. I'm up there pitching to contact.
2: Um, well, I think I think C.J. Wilson spent some time with Trevor this last offseason, so <laughs> if there's been a, you know maybe a little bit of a conversion that. It might make sense to take a look at that, but um,
1: it that may actually go in the opposite direction because CJ told me a few years ago that he Did doesn't you? like the term pitching to contact.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, you know what, and, and I think well, I, I will say this: I think there might be a difference in mentality between relievers and starters. Um, there are there are probably a number of relievers out there who will tell you that they're trying to miss bats, especially if you're coming in uh, to a situation where there are runners in scoring position and you need to strike out in order to uh, you know to, to kind of strand runners. Um, you know, I I think. I think the I try to pitch to contact is is maybe accurate, but not but but incomplete. Um, you know, I, I think I think there's kind of the the caveat, which is trying to to pitch to weak contact or trying to pitch to contact on on the pitcher's terms. Um, you know, not all obviously not all contacts are equal. It has always said that
1: pitchers have no control over what happens when the ball leaves their hand. Um, and with that in mind, CJ told me that to within a certain degree, pitchers can control their batting average on balls, balls in play. Do you think that's a, those are contradictions?
2: Uh, I, I do. Again, with the exception, um, you know, as, I would say, kind of line drive percentages or, or you know, solid contact or however you want to kind of qualify that term. Um, you know, you. you I'm not so sure I can direct a ground ball to go to the shortstop versus, you know, in the six hole, but I can try to induce weak contact, which will likely have, you know, an impact on my batting average on balls in play. Um, So I know I'm in a, you know, kind of an anecdote along those lines last year, um, you know, it was probably my worst statistical year in terms of ERA, which, you know, I I understand can, can, we we can call that irrelevant, but batting average on balls in play hits given up, you know, uh, hits per innings. And for me, you know, taking a look, uh, taking a little bit of a, a deeper analysis, I saw that my line drive percentages were essentially the same, my strikeouts were the same, my walks were the same. So then I was able to say, well, then to, to a certain extent, the hits that I was giving up, it was a reflection of luck, um, you know, that if I kind of stayed the course at some point, things should normalize. Whereas, you know, if, if I was giving up more line drives, um, if I wasn't striking out as many guys, if I, you know, if I wasn't missing as many bats, then perhaps it would be time to, to reevaluate my, you know, my approach two more questions for craig Breslow.
1: in my conversation with trevor bauer he talked about looking at video uh at i believe it was 480 frames per second tr- to see how the ball is leaving his fingertips and uh, looking at the access of the ball do you look at that as too much detail or uh, it, or, or is it not
2: uh, for me it is um i think that's probably an answer that's unique to every pitcher um I tend to have a very analytical mind, and I've often found myself um, getting so deep into the analysis that I kind of lose sight of the big picture. And I mean, ultimately, if 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 my delivery is repeatable, if the ball's consistently going where I I want it to go, uh, that, that's almost enough for me. Um, I mean, through deeper analysis, I could probably figure out why some pitches, you know, break a little bit sharper. Um, you know, why why one day my curveball has got more of a, of a you know traditional twelve to six break, and, and on another day it's a little bit slurvy. Um, but for me, I, I try to keep things kind of on a macro scale, and I think that's just because I found that when I when I start to analyze, I, I it ends up being more of an impediment than. It,
1: we had a conversation a few years ago where we talked about all the advancements in baseball as far as conditioning and working out. Uh, Forty years ago, Mickey Lowlish threw, I believe it was 376 innings in 1971, 1972. Steven Strasburg is being shut down now after 160 innings. Do you think that's necessary based on what we know?
2: Um, I, I would say that... It's impossible to draw a conclusion based on the raw numbers. I mean, I'm, I'm, from, from my understanding that, you know, Strasburg's being shut down as a reflection of the number of innings that he threw last year and trying to keep, um, you know, his, his innings totals or his innings increase, his to- innings total increase, uh, you know, somewhat proportional. i I think there's, there might be some documentation out there that, you know, when pitchers tend to throw X percent more innings. Uh, in a year following the year before they're more likely for injury. Um, so, so again I don't, I don't think it's fair to say a pitcher should throw X number of innings in a season but I do think it's reasonable to say we're not going to allow Steven Strasburg to throw 100 more innings than he did last year.
1: And would you look at age as a component of that as well?
2: Uh, s- certainly, certainly. Um, I, think, uh, I think there are probably on a uh, you know, on, a, on kind of a macro scale, there are probably some overall conditioning um, factors that deteriorate as you get older, and you know the, uh, a younger body tends to be more resilient. Uh, you know, t- tends to tends to resist injury a little bit better, uh, tends to recover a little bit quicker, and I think all of those would be factors. Um, you know, in, in kind of knowing that you're getting the the complete Stephen Strasburg every time out at you know at 24, 25, 26, as opposed to looking at, you know, 36, 37, 38. Um, conversely, along with that goes, you know, the fact that you're, you're talking about a guy who's still coming upon the prime of his career and, and you would want to be more protective in that you've got him under control for a you know, number of years. You're, you're, you're thinking more about his, his long-term impact. Craig Breslow, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Thank you.